Some say Chinese is one of the most difficult languages in the world, and learning it is almost impossible. So learning Chinese, the most difficult thing. So I'm sort of tone deaf. I can't really hear them. I think the cultural mindset is the biggest complication for the grammar. It's just complicated so much. Only because you're not learning it in the right way. Why not try Takeaway Chinese, where you can take some Chinese away and experience progress day by day. Take away Chinese. We will promise you a difference. Welcome to Takeaway Chinese. I'm Niu Honglin, and with me, Georgia Masad. Hello, Georgia. Hello, everyone. It's always such a pleasure being here. It's always a huge pleasure having you on the show. It's been fun when we talk about Chinese-related stuff, Chinese culture, especially during the festive seasons. I mean, traditional Chinese festivals and holidays often have a lot of different rituals and different ways to celebrate, and especially with the help of internet, now people celebrate these festivals both online and offline. A lot of fun activities. So allow me to ask, because the Spring Festival. Holiday, from a traditional Chinese sense, we believe it extends to actually a whole month, starting from the minor year, 小年 You start the preparation, you start making food, and you start cleaning your house, and just you know preparing yourself. To celebrate the very important traditional Chinese New Year, and the celebration would continue at least to the Lantern Festival. So, do you know anything about the Lantern Festival? Uh, yes, I actually、uh, went to some when I was in Venice, and this year for the first time I will participate to one in、uh, Nice,、uh, which in Venice it's more. I would think in Nice as well, it's very romantic to see these、uh, lanterns. Uh, flying in the sky and hoping for the best in this new year coming, and just hoping for prosperity and hoping for the best. Eating very traditional rice dumplings, and I just can't wait. I've seen a lot of、um, a lot of uh, things, uh, a lot of、uh, I don't know how to say them、uh, manifestos uh, trying to、um, depict how magic it is, but it will never actually show how really, really magic it is. So, for my French and international friends, yes, it's something we must do and celebrate together. I am super glad because today we're going to talk about the Lantern Festival, or Yuan Xiao Jie in Chinese. So, with no further ado, let's start with today's show. And for those of you who are interested in the Chinese culture and want to get a grip on the Chinese language, then this is the show for you. Stick with us for thirty minutes, and you soon see the rewards. And for more fun Chinese learning, follow our Facebook page, Learn Chinese, to watch many fun videos and live streams. But now, let's provide you with some free Chinese for takeaway. That个龙形花灯可真长啊！是啊，足足有一百米长呢。听说过两天还会有更多漂亮的花灯上新。那我们等元宵节晚上再来看吧。好啊，到时候见。那个龙形花灯可真长啊！是啊，足足有一百米长
，那我们等元宵节晚上再来看吧。好啊，到时候见。And that is a conversation that would, I assume, happen several days before the actual holiday, the actual Yuan Xiao Jie or Lantern Festival. People discuss how the streets are decorating themselves already and how anticipated it is to actually attend such festivals. So that's my assumption of this dialogue. And hopefully, you are going to use all the expressions in the dialogue with your friends since you are attending a Lantern Festival as well. Yes, exactly. I can discuss the shape of the lanterns and everything. I can't wait to learn. Yes. So let's get started with the language part first. 那个龙形花灯可真长啊 That long-shaped lantern is really long. Yes. So 那个 that 嗯哼龙呃龙 as the fantastical animal we discussed in previous episodes. Yes. So it's the Chinese dragon. 形、okay. Uh, the shape.、Mm-hmm. It's talking about the shape. So sometimes you would translate it as、um, X-shaped thing. So here,、mm-hmm. 龙形 for example, 花灯花灯 we know it's lantern, and 龙形花灯 a long-shaped lantern, and it can easily say it like 水滴形的耳环 that is a teardrop shaped. Earring, which can be quite beautiful in my imagination.、Mm-hmm. So XX shaped something that's XX 形 something. That's how you form、mm-hmm. that expression. So, and 花灯 that's the lantern. 可呃可 really to can. Mm-hmm. 真呃、uh, really again. Yes, 长呃<laughs>、uh, long. Hmm. Ah. Ah, as in a surprised interaction or an expression that shows that you're impressed as well.、Mm-hmm. And here. Why do we have ke and jen together? Ah, that's a very good. I would have said jen de. Is it correct as well? It is correct. You can say jen de hen chang. It's really very long. Or jen chang. Just 那个龙形花灯真长啊 work as well. So ke is kind of like also decorating or describing the word jen really. So、mm-hmm. you can say 那个龙形的花灯真长啊 Or 那个龙形的花灯可真长啊 ！Or 那个龙形的花灯真的很长啊 ！But if you just say 那个龙形的花灯真的长啊 ，it's not very proper Chinese. So、mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes these little nuances, little details matter for those who want their Chinese to be very authentic and sophisticated. And I think you can just remember the correct correlation and use them more frequently. That is a way to improve your Chinese level. This is perfect. I will start using this more often. <laughs> okay. And then the next sentence. 是啊，足足有一百米长呢。Yes, it is a hole a hundred meters long. 足足足足 a hole an entire. Yes, actually, when you say 足足 you are basically expressing the idea of oh, is as much as or it's as many as. It's kind of like you are quite impressed by the fullness of this or by the shape or length of something. So, for example, you can say things like. 我很能吃。今天中午吃了足足三碗米饭。So I can eat a lot of things. And this noon, I ate a whole lot of three bowls of rice. So see, when you use that, you're trying to explain 
how impressive this amount、mm-hmm. or this lens or just basically this. Is so here, 足足 saying that. Well, I think this 一百米长 is very impressive. And here, 有 is has, so it's saying that this lantern has this length. And 一百米 a hundred meters. We've covered numbers in the previous episodes of Takeaway Chinese. You can go listen to it and see how Chinese people use different numbers in our context. And here, 一百米长 one. Hundred meter lawn and no. No,、uh, to conclude the the phrase, but leaving it as a little bit as、uh, suspended. Exactly, and then, 听说过两天还会有更多漂亮的花灯上新 I heard that there will be more beautiful lanterns making their debut in a few days. Hmm. 听说听说 I've heard that. Do you know what does 听 mean and what does 说 mean? Yes, thing is to listen and short talk. Yeah, so it's basically saying,、um, I heard someone say. So you know,、mm-hmm. hearsay. Go <laughs> 两<laughs> 天哎，过两天 two words for the past. So two days ago. Oh, actually, 过两天 means two days、oh. later. Because in a few days, in、yes. a few days. <laughs> so、uh, here in China, if we want to say. Few days ago, we would say 几天前 or 两天前 two days ago. 前 means something happening in front of the current line. You can imagine the timeline unfolding like a line in front of you, and the dot happening before. 以前 would be the time before, and happening after would be the time afterwards. So 两天前 You're putting it ahead. 两天前、mm-hmm. and 两天后 that's after two days. And here, 过两天 means after the two days passed because we know 过 carries the meaning of pass something.、Yeah. Uh, we say 过年 pass the year, basically meaning celebrating the year. So 过两天 would refer to several days. Later, and the reason I keep on saying several days is because "liang" in the Chinese context is not an exact number. In certain occasions, of course, we know it's two. It is two. But sometimes, when we want to say after several days, or if we want to say several, but sometimes when we want to express the idea of several, we instead of using "ji," which is also correct, we would use "liang." For example, 那两个人能干什么呀 How what can be achieved by those few people? Or 过两天吧 Several days later, so it's not exactly two. It's not always exactly two. Okay, this is this is very useful. Actually, I always connected go to the past, <laughs> and here go means after it's past. So actually,、mm-hmm. something in the future, and then hi again,、mm-hmm. or more. Yes, more exactly. Hui,、uh, there will be yao. Uh, there will be <laughs> yes, <laughs> 更多 uh, more uh-huh. uh, more in number yes, 漂亮 uh, beautiful hmm, 花灯 lanterns yes, actually we know there are different types of lanterns and historically in China people would actually use the lantern as a torch or as A light to help them see during nighttime, and those kind of lantern would be dong long. So dong is the light, and long is a cage. So it's kind of like cage that you can put light in. So that is、mm. the traditional Chinese version of a, I would say, torch. But hua dong hua, we know it's flower. It also carries the meaning of various of something. So hua dong here suggests that this. 
type of Donglong, this type of lantern is definitely very beautiful with certain kind of decorative function. And that's huadeng.、Mm. So you would see a lot of huadeng decorating the streets, being demonstrated in fairs during the Lantern Festival. Which I guess is why people would call it Lantern Festival. Even I myself would definitely prefer Yuanxiao Festival because you know that's the proper <laughs> Chinese name. And Shangxin.、Uh, Shangxin, a new release and making a debut. Yes, actually, Shangxin is relatively a new. Word or when I say a new word, I mean a trendy word that is first getting its popularity on the internet. Because Xiao we know is up, and Xin is something new. It's like putting up something new in front of everybody or onto a shelf or onto a platform for you to see. So we would now use this expression in our daily lives as well. So 楼下小卖铺上新了 So the little grocery store downstairs has provided something new. So it's literally putting some new product on their shelves. So this is, I would assume, this kind of phenomenon happen in every language. That is, people create some new words and started using them, and、uh, you don't know one thing after another. It has become a proper word in that language. And then we have, 那我们等元宵节晚上再来看吧 Then let's come back here on the night of the Lantern Festival to see them again. Yes. Now,、uh, then, woman,、uh, we, Dong,、uh, wait, Yuan Xiao Jie, the Lantern Festival, <laughs> 晚上 uh, the night, the night, the evening of the Lantern Festival, 再再 to come again in another time. Yes, and actually, 等再 do something. It actually is a way to express that let's do this after this happens.、Mm. So, for example, 我们等五点再出门 Let's wait until five to get out.、Mm. Or you can say, for example, 我们等吃完饭再收拾家 Or you can say, 我们等晚饭后再做家务 Let's wait until after dinner, and then we can do the tour. Yes. So let's wait after thing A happens, and then that's basically how to use it.、Mm. And here, 我们等元宵节晚上再来看 So let's wait till the Lantern Festival, the actual night of the Lantern Festival, and then come to see to appreciate. And apparently. Lie is to come. Can is to watch, to appreciate, to enjoy. Ba is the word you would put at the end of a suggestion. Exactly. 好啊，到时候见 Sure. When the time come, uh, see you then. See you at that time. Yes. So, 好啊好啊 Sure. Of course. Can I say 好呀好呀 Yes. Can I say 好的 Yes. <laughs> Can I say 好吧 Uh, <laughs> yes, you can say that. It's just less enthusiastic because,、mm-hmm. <laughs> especially if you're talking on social media using text instead of talking to people. Because if you talk to people, you can say "haba," so the tone is still lighter. But if you talk on social media platforms, if you talk through texts, then this little nuance is actually quite important. If you reply "haba." It's relatively neutral. It's very formal.、Mm-hmm. It's fine. If you say "hao le," it's a little bit close,、uh, a little bit 
um, I would assume colloquial. And if you say 好呀 it shows a little level of enthusiasm. So、mm-hmm. choose your words carefully. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but sometimes 好吧 carries the meaning of let's do it, but not as, as an enthusiastic way. But let's do it because we have to do it. Is、yes. it is it correct? Yes, it's <laughs> correct. It has that、um, little. Implication, but still, for me, in order to make sure that people do not misunderstand what I'm saying here, I would definitely choose the relatively more enthusiastic version. Of course, <laughs> and then 到时候见到时候见 When the time comes, we will see each other. Yes. So the 到时候 the way you use it in the conversation is quite straightforward. And actually, quite common. For example, here in the dialogue, we see 到时候见 Let's see each other then. So basically, 到时候 here means then. For example, 到时候再说 Uh, we can keep talking. We can talk about it when the time arrives, when the time comes.、Mm, so, and then we can also say 到时候看吧 Let's see we can what we can do then or later. Yeah, let's see what we can do later. Let's see what we can do then. And this is the interesting thing because even we translate 到时候 as then or when time comes. In this occasion, sometimes when people say, "Ah, 那我们到时候再说 let's talk about it later," they are actually saying, "I don't want to talk about it." Anymore. Yeah, <laughs> this was the question I wanted to ask you.、Uh, if it was something to push things further in the future and say, just let's just talk about this another time when the time comes, in order to avoid the situation, could it be used this way? It is very tricky because, of course, sometimes when people say, "Let's talk about it," then they. Do mean let's actually talk about it. For example, in the conversation,、mm-hmm. when they say "uh, 到时候见 they actually say "let's see each other then." And also in other occasions, because 到时候 can also be used to to suggest when something happens, let's do something. For example, 我先试试到时候你再教我 So let me try it first, and uh, later when time comes, you can teach me. That's a genuine saying about the future, genuine appointment making or. Planning about certain things that they want to do at a certain point in the future, but you have、mm-hmm. to really read between the lines. You have to really understand the tones because you know if I say, 到时候再说吧 let's talk about it when time comes. Let's talk about it later. I don't really want to talk about it. So again, <laughs> in Chinese is a high context language, and you have to learn about the tones. But that is it for the conversation. Do you have any other questions? No, I was just very interesting about the,、uh, when the time comes. If it was used as in really the time will come, or more in general, this is something that also in English should actually exist. So let's talk about this later. But it's more it's more precise. Yes. All right. In that case, let's try the conversation. Perfect. 那个龙形花灯可真长啊。是啊，足足有一百米长呢。听说过两天还会有更多漂亮的花灯上新。那我们等元宵这晚上再来看吧。好啊，到时候见
Great! You're listening to Takeaway Chinese with myself, Niu Honglin, and Georgia. We would love to hear from you. Send us your thoughts via email to learnchinese at cri.com.cn. Coming up next, let's talk about the Lantern Festival, or in my opinion, Yuan Xiao Festival, Yuan Xiao Jie. Don't go away, so you will take some Chinese away. Welcome back to Takeaway Chinese. I'm Niu Honglin with Georgia here for the show. So, Georgia, do you know why Yuan Xiao Jie is named Yuan Xiao Jie? What does Yuan Xiao mean? Uh, I know it refers to the first full moon of uh, the new year, which is something magical to give, the, and it changes every year for this reason. Like the date, this this date, if I'm not mistaken, it's the 24th of February. Yes, it's actually correct. Actually, the character Yuan means first or primary. In the context of Yuan Xiao, it implies the first full moon of the lunar Chinese New Year, and the character Xiao refers to night or evening. When combined with Yuan, it specifically refers to the night of the first full moon. So it's a festival concentrating on the nighttime. Most celebrations, activities would be held during nighttime. And you mentioned that you have participated in some of the festival celebrations, or at least you've witnessed or observed some of the celebrations. Do you know any relatively iconic celebrations during the Yuan Xiao Festival? Oh, I don't know about some uh, special ones. I know um, the color of the lanterns are different, are uh, even uh, have different shapes. Uh, between them, I have witnessed more than participated. I would actually love to participate in actually light uh, lantern, which I've never done before. And I've celebrated, of course, the Italian way, and uh, I will this year the French way. But it would be so so nice to actually be in China during this uh, special time. But I'm dreaming about seeing long uh, shaped and other shapes of that lantern, not only the red that I've seen or white also. Well, actually, you do not see a lot of white lanterns in traditional、mm. Chinese way of celebrating because we believe red is a very lucky color in the Chinese context, whereas white, not so much. So definitely、oh. no white lanterns if you are celebrating the holiday with. Authentic Chinese people, or in an authentic traditional Chinese style, and the thing is, people would also hide their good wishes in the lanterns and write a lot of wishing words in the lanterns, and you can choose your own ones. You know, see what kind of good wish you've got. It's kind of like a lantern version of fortune cookies. And、mm-hmm. in the meantime, another very interesting tradition or activity, in my opinion, would be the riddle guessing. Activity.、Mm-hmm. It also sometimes happened in the form of lantern appreciation because when you attend a fair or any kinds of activities,、uh, you might encounter a lot of beautiful lanterns with a piece of paper hanging down it, and on that piece of paper there will be. A certain riddle, and if you can get the real, or if you think you've got the answer of that riddle, you can take that piece of paper down, hold it, and go to the fair owners or the organizers and tell them your answer, and they'll tell you whether or not you're right. And if you got it right, 
most occasions, you would be able to get a present, and the present can be certain wow. snacks. It can be a little souvenir or little beautiful lanterns that you can hold and take away. So yeah, that's the、uh, riddle guessing kind of ritual. Do you have riddle guessing activities in your culture? Oh well, riddle guessing is not as present. Actually, I, I, this is new for me. For example,、uh, when we're smaller, or when we're, uh, uh, it's not really present. But when I was smaller, we had a lot of riddle games between、uh, between children, and I was always, always very bad at it. I actually really <laughs> like riddles. <laughs> I really like riddle, but as hard as I try,、uh, every time I couldn't get them. Okay, let's see whether or not you've heard this one, or if you can get it right.、Um, I have a riddle, and、um, it says that what animal has four legs in the morning, two legs during the noon, and、uh, three legs in the evening time. This one was the hardest when I was a child, and someone had to explain it to me. Actually, I would have never guessed it. So it's the the human being、uh, when it's、uh, it walks on four fo-、uh, foot when uh, uh, it's uh, smaller. So we're children. Then it stands up, and then at the end we need a cane to walk properly. See, you know this, and you're not bad at riddles. And I see, I remember that from my childhood as well. And the funny thing is, <laughs> for traditional Chinese riddles. They can actually be in the form of a poem. It rhymes.、Hmm. It carries a lot of allusions. It's very beautifully written, and it's the kind of riddle that makes you feel like you need to read more. You need to be more <laughs>、uh, educated or cultured, at least. And it's quite fun. Often, it's a little bit hard for us to explain many of the riddles because many of them are actually talking about Chinese idioms or Chinese characters, which is again hard to explain with a podcast. But <laughs> during this period of time, on for example, Learn Chinese Facebook page or YouTube channel, you'll be able to see videos and pictures of these kind of riddles, and you can take a look if you're interested. And on top of riddle guessing games, of course, appreciating different shapes and colors and types of lanterns would be a major activity during the celebration of the Lantern Festival or Yuanxiao Festival. Have you ever seen any very impressive lanterns? Uh, actually, not as I told. You, it was mainly、uh, red lanterns, and hearing about these、uh, animal-shaped lanterns, long-shaped lanterns, it at a hundred meters,、uh, as the dialogue said, it's it's just impressive. I can't even imagine this. Yes, actually, I myself have appreciated a lot of really majestic, really long. As long and big as certain kind of sculptures, kind of lanterns,、wow. and of course there are very delicate ones that you can hold with your hands. And there are the small lanterns for children to appreciate. There are also different shapes of lanterns, like fish-shaped one is very famous and very common and popular because fish yu. The Chinese character shares the same pronunciation with surplus, which for Chinese people is a word with good meanings and good connotation. We believe if we have surplus every year, it must mean that we've had a really good year. And、mm-hmm. flower-shaped lanterns, long and phoenix-shaped lanterns, as well as 
Tangyuan lanterns sometimes are also very popular, and for those who live in cities or towns with rivers, they can also have floating lanterns. You can imagine、wow. how beautiful it can be if the lanterns are floating. Many many lanterns are floating on the river or in a lake with your beautiful wishes. It's The same sentiment that if if I send my beautiful wishes into the water and let it float, it will come true. This must be so magic to witness. What is the most impressive lantern you've ever seen? Actually, I have seen a lantern when I was a kid, and now recalling it, it must be a tiger or a long. I cannot recall exactly what it was, but it's very impressive because it's almost a kind of installation art. Because it moves a little bit with the rhythm of the music, and it also can open its mouth. Now I think of it, must be a long because it's really long in my memory, and it moves around and makes sounds. It has this music accompany the whole performance in a way, and also I remember. With other kids running around it and see the movement of it, and during nighttime, of course, it shines because it's a lantern. So, it was all really interesting memory, and I do believe that there are even more of these relatively innovative lanterns exhibited in different parks and streets in different cities here in China for the young kids nowadays to appreciate. Wow, this is such a core memory, and even if you're an adult or kid, it's it's just magic. I can't wait to see the pictures, and I'm I I just can't wait to be there. Yeah, me too. Hopefully, you can come to China one day and enjoy all these lovely festivals we talked about. And that brings us to the end of today's takeaway Chinese. I'm Yohalin with Georgia. For more episodes of the show, you can visit our website at radio.cgtn.com and go to the column podcast. You can also listen to the show and read the script there. Find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just search for Takeaway Chinese. Don't forget to leave your questions, comments, and ratings. 感谢收听，祝大家元宵节快乐 ，Happy Lantern Festivals. Goodbye, everyone. Happy Lantern Festival. Festival.